Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bold and Virtuous podcast. I'm your host, Denisa, and what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Happy New Year! <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. I hope that everyone has had an amazing, amazing New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, a Boxing Day, everything. And Merry Christmas as well for anybody that didn't listen to my previous podcast. I believe I said Merry Christmas. Um, but I had such a beautiful time away, such a beautiful time just just turning my phone off, just ignoring everything on social media. I'm not one of those people that just sits on social media when I when I have time off. I just, I like to kind of turn everything off, maybe watch some TV, some movies and just chill. You know, I literally, I just want to eat and chill and just talk to my family and whatever. So I had an amazing time. I'm sure you guys did as well. Um, coming into this new year, 2024, I was able to actually be at Alexandra Palace in London and view all the fireworks uh, across London and it was phenomenal. I could see the shard from there. I could see these incredible, like all these different kind of fireworks shows that were going on all at the same time and the, and the city was just glistening, glistening with light, glistening with power. It was just this celebration where you just know that everyone is united in the one thing and it was so beautiful because it made me realize how amazing it's going to be when, when Christ comes. To be united like that is exceptional. You know, I, I really do pray that over the family that we have in the church and, you know, over who we are as, as children of God, because I really think that we can't, we can't do this alone. The church is a, a, a unit. And I just saw how much we can do when unity is truly in the community. It makes me think of the, the Tower of Babel, you know, like God was saying, like the, all these people are united. If we let them keep going, they will, they will build that tower. They will reach heaven somehow. It sounds impossible, but they will do it because this is how much unity changes um, the, the perspective and changes uh, the world. So God help us with unity this year. But um, on a different note, on a different topic, what I want to talk about in the new year, obviously, we're going to pray at the end about like just receiving God's blessings and promises this year. So stick around because it's going to be a good one. I just, I wanted to, already, it's been what, a week, maybe not even a week of the January month. My church and I and my family are going into a, you know, January fast, getting ready for this beautiful year to be blessed and filled with the Lord. And I, I recommend that. I recommend that you you take this month to to really kind of slow down and to just remember okay what am i what am i what, what am i looking for in this year what what sort of things do i hope do i pray for how do i surrender everything to god again like it just it's kind of like a rehash isn't it um it's really really wonderful it's kind of it's kind of like a spring clean of all your of your, all your thoughts and dreams um but yes so what i wanted to talk about is the idea of trusting god because the unknown is what we're looking at at the moment. So in the month of January, in the new year, the first thing that everyone looks at is what does this new year hold? What is coming? Am I going to be prosperous this year? Am I going to be worse than I was last year? Am I going to be healthier? Am I going to be sicker? Am I, am I going to find my spouse? Am I going to still be single for another year? Like there is just so much. There are so many questions that we always ask ourselves when we see a brand new season beginning. And the most important and fundamental thing um, that is rooted in faith is to trust in God, right? So to trust that he can do it, that he is in charge and that 
our way of thinking does not impact his plan for us. Um, and that's why it's so important not to overthink, right? So when we look at trust, in the Bible, in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, this is a very, very famous verse. I'm sure many people know it. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him or submit to him and he will direct your paths or he will make your paths straight. Such a beautiful verse. And it always, it always speaks about the idea that we need to trust in the Lord in order to have all our paths straightened, in order to, to make sure that we conquer whatever we're facing. We are not going to, you know, kind of like... um. Uh, kind of like the Israelites, right? When they left Egypt, the Israelites ended up stuck in the desert for years because they did not obey the Lord. And they ended up just rotating and going round and round and never finding the promised land because they were so disobedient because they didn't trust God. And that's exactly what happens when we don't trust him. That's what this this verse is talking about, you know, that he will make your paths straight. He will make sure that you are not walking left and right and then left again and then right again and then left. Because if you keep turning, turning too many times, technically, you're going to end up just staying in the same place. You're not going to move forward. Even if you are walking a little forward, even if you're kind of, you seem like you're putting in some effort, Let's be honest, going left and then turning round and then going right and then turning round and then keep if you keep on doing that, you're just going to end up staying exactly where you are. You will never progress and you will never make it beyond the place that you're at at the moment. And I'm sure that all of us, I mean, I know I do, um, I'm sure that all of us really want this year to mean progress, progress in whatever ways that is, you know, in our potential, in our dreams, just progress in order to continue to move forward in the best way possible. And and Proverbs suggests that we cannot trust in our own understanding. We, we can't, I mean, obviously, that doesn't mean that, um, that we are incapable of even having a thought that is right. But rather, it means that we need to know that God is actually smarter than we are, right? He is way more knowledgeable. He is way more aware. He knows more. Yes, we know some things, sure, but we don't know what God knows. He is far more intelligent than we are. And following him is where we need to be in order to make sure that we are safe. It's not in our understanding because our understanding is limited. And that's why we need to keep acknowledging him, keep leaning on him to trust. You know, trust is such a big topic. I was wondering how on earth do I even start the topic of trust? Because there's always so much to say about it. Um, but Again, when we look at this year, and this, this yes, this counts for this year, but I think it counts for any season in your life. It, it matters what it is that you do. It matters how you look forward. We are a population, a humanity that is always looking ahead. Most of the time, too much. Most of the time, all we see is ahead, the future, the future. The future is better. Um, politically, oh, the future will be better. Oh, t technologically, oh, the future will be better. Financially, oh, the future will be better. Like there's always, they're always saying, oh, it will be better. It, the future will be better. And yes, I'm not saying that that things haven't improved and they haven't advanced. My goodness, you know, look at, look at technology, look at the internet, look at all the things we use nowadays that people would 
didn't even know could exist, you know, uh, 50, 100 years ago. But the problem is when we focus too much on the future, not only do we miss the present, but we go where we plan to be, where we think our understanding will lead us. But that is not always according to the Lord. And that means trusting him. In Psalm 86, a two to three, it says, God, my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. So that's David just pleading with God, you know, just telling him, God, my life, protect me, guard me, do what you need to do. Uh, strengthen me, have mercy on me, forgive me. You know, trusting God means having that, that again, that relationship that you, where you trust and you know, you know that God will be your, your provider. You know, I, I went through this quite difficult season, just these last couple of days. Um, it was difficult on one side, very, very scary. But on the other side, it was exciting. And it was something I'd never experienced before. I'm not at liberty to share details just yet. But it was it was something so brand new. And I was like, okay, I've never experienced this before. How do I deal with it? Where do I, where, where do I put my hands? Where do I put my feet? Like, which way do I go? And how do I take this forward? Like, and do I take it forward? That, that was another thing. Like, do I keep persevering? Do I keep pursuing what I need to do here? Or did I just fall into something that is, you know, beyond my limits, beyond anything that I expected or thought was possible? So I just, I was frozen. Like for the first three, four days, I was just frozen. I couldn't even think. I was speechless most of the time. I just felt frozen, as the, the, the paralyzed, you know, I, I couldn't even come up with the words to express how I felt, you know, I would just go to God and be like, Lord, I, I don't even know how to express what I'm feeling. I'm on one side, I'm, I'm so happy. And I can't believe this is finally happening. I've been waiting so long. On the other side, I'm like, but who am I kidding? Is this real? This, this can't be real. Oh, wait, but there's so much to consider. There's so many risks. Uh, there are all these responsibilities that I have to take care of. Like, there was just all of these questions that I, I just couldn't talk about them just yet. And for the first three days, God had so much patience with me. And I just said, Lord, I don't know what to say. And I just tried to change the subject with him and just kind of talk about something else, even though all I wanted to talk about was this. But what? why am I, why am I sharing that? Because God showed me that the reason I felt that way is because a lot of times when we kind of fall into the unknown, we fall into into the unexpected, just like this 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 year is going to to do for all of us, right? None of us know what will truly happen. Only God does. And when we go forward into this a new season, the first thing that we 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 normally do is just we we stop and we need to process, right? Thing is, processing is processing is done in very many various ways by different people. Some people talk about it. Some people, you know, need like three weeks of saying nothing. Other people need to eat food about it. I don't know this. Some others need to just keep getting advice. Others need to just talk to themselves about it. Well, whatever. There's so many different ways that people process things. But that's that's not the, the the fundamental of what I'm trying to say. What it is is that in that process, in the kind of trying to find the understanding of what's going on, what what am I doing? What is happening? 
a lot of times we overthink, okay? So this does apply more to the girls. Um, so if, I know that there are some times when guys do listen to podcasts. So just give me one second, uh, guys, just kind of, you know, <laughs> just sit there. But girls, we do like to overthink, okay? And if you say you don't, you're lying because, come on. We, we always get a little overexcited if a guy talks to us. We always assume the worst if somebody, you know, gives us a weird look. We always just start thinking, oh, what's this and what's that and who's this and who's that? And, you know, all these things. And it's just the constant overthinking. And that's why this verse in Psalm 86 says, God, my life, you know, it's kind of saying, I, and when David says, have mercy on you, on me, I, I call out to you all day long all day long. That's what I'm praying to do for myself. And that's what I'm suggesting and encouraging you to do this year. When you see, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like you're overthinking, when, when you feel like you're stuck, you, you've got the, you've got the responsibility to, to do something, to fix it. Um, don't just lay about and uh, allow those fears to talk to you. Give it to the Lord. Say, Lord, God, my heart, God, my life, protect me. You are the one I call out to all day long. You need to make sure you have him in the dynamic of dealing with these things. Don't just sit and tell him about what happens and then leave him there. Take him with you. Allow him to lead the conversation, to lead the situation himself. Because let's be honest, if you are truly trusting God, that he can help you live up to exactly and everything that he's called you to be, okay? If, if you do have a ministry role that has opened up and you feel, I'm not, I'm not ready, I'm not prepared. Obviously, do, do get guidance about this because that's, you know, sometimes you really aren't ready. But I mean, if you, if you do, if the Lord does say that you're ready, if the Lord does say, this is what I have for you, he opens the door and you clearly see that God moved there. The last thing that, that we should do is sit there, roll our eyes a little bit, start worrying, start fearing, start overthinking and start thinking, oh gosh, I can't do this. Listen, it may be overwhelming at first and it may be something that you think I could never do this. But remember, God knows you better than you know yourself. I just said, do not trust in your own understanding. This understanding doesn't just mean uh, understanding the situation, although it does mean that too. But it means understanding yourself. You don't even understand who you truly are and who you will be better than God does. He knows what's going to be best for you. He knows why he's giving you what he's giving you. And that is what we need to have faith in. Believe that what God is calling you to do, he will help you through it. And everything that's happening is to get you to his calling for you. It's not to make you suffer for no reason. It's not to make you sit there in distress and worry. It's in order to build you into who you're called to be. And sometimes that image of who we're meant to be can be so, uh, so distant and so impossibly seeming, can seem like such a difficult journey to get there. And I know I've, I've been there. I've, I've, I've had so many different callings over the last 29 years of my life. And it's been, it's been a journey, an absolute journey. But I still, I still look forward and I still, I still think, oh yeah, but my overall calling is, is a lot. Again, am I ready? Again, oof, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, I don't know. I, I that's not, that's, I can't, 
can't do that, can I? Like, you know, it's just this constant fear, this constant worry, this constant um, kind of routine-like demeanor where I just kind of prefer to go hide under my blanket and be like, no, no. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it, Lord. But um, no, I'm not ready yet. Pff, I need another 10, 20 years. And God's like, uh, I'm going to come in 10 years. Shouldn't you be doing your thing? <laughs> you know, like, that's what I'm saying. We can't waste any time uh, hiding in fear because the Lord is returning soon. And when he returns, he wants us ready. Don't you want to be ready? I, th I would. I want to be ready. And living this life for him is the best, the one thing that will give us reward. In fact, Matthew 10.39 says, He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. That shows that, yes, this life is important. Yes, we do have callings. We do have purpose. That Yes, this year will have a lot of things that we are able to achieve and reach for and, and do for him. And, you know, for ourselves as well. But, but we can do it. For him, this, this, that's wonderful. But remember that it is not our physical life that we live for but it's the, the life that the Lord has promised because if we lose all of this we will find the true purpose of life so if anything if sacrificing a lot in this life if giving things up if surrendering a lot of things if going through things that you didn't want to go through all of it if all of it comes and God says this this will prepare you for what I have called you to do. This will get you there. This will help you. Stay with me. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Strengthen yourself in the word. Stay with me and trust in me. Then you know, no matter how difficult it is, you are gaining eternal life. And that is far more precious and far longer than the, what, 80, 90, maybe 100 years old that we get to live here. And what's important as well, again, Matthew 10, 28 says, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. It, it was fear. It was fear that came over me. It kind of came over me today a little bit. I was, I was going to the gym and I just, I just felt this sudden doubt and fear of what's to come and I started kind of worrying and this this little tiny evil whisper was going in my ear and just telling me this can't happen you're going to be miserable your life's going to be horrid you're going to be so stressed you're going to be so busy you're never going to have time for this you're never going to do that like I was just like oh oh I, I literally I'll be honest because I'm human and I'm weak <laughs> it brought it brought tears to my eyes it did I did not I did not think it affected me so quickly and as quickly as it did, but I was a little bit, you know, perplexed. Even though the Lord had just told me that morning that, like a few hours before, that he is the author and finisher of our faith, right? That he's the one who wrote it. He's the one who uh, gives us the faith and he's the one who finishes it. He's the one who completes that faith because we can't have faith without him. So I was like, okay, I, I trust in the one who gives and is my faith. And then this happens a little later. Did you see how fast the, the battles come? But the Lord just reminded me, hey, do not fear the, the, the things that can kill the body but can't kill the soul. Like Matthew 10 says, it is not the, the things of this world that we should fear, but the one who can destroy both soul and body to hell. And who's that? It's God. 
He's the ultimate judge. He is the one who says and, and judges, like, like Jesus said, he's the one who separates the good from the evil. He's the one who, who puts the sheep away and who separates the lamb from the sheep, from the rams. He's the one who knows what is what? He's the one who is able to give you eternal life in goodness, glory, and power, or to, to leave you in hell because you cannot enter heaven. It is him. And he's the only one you should fear. Never your life, never yourself, never the people around you, never the opportunities that come, never your future. Do not fear your future. The only one you should fear is the Lord. And certainly not fear the devil, okay? Because he's more scared of you than you are of him. That's one thing I always love. Isaiah 12, 2 says, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. I'm just speaking that over you as you're listening right now. Trust in the Lord and do not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Amen. Isaiah 12, 2. Such a beautiful verse. And that is what I pray you take from this. If nothing else, take this, that the Lord is your strength and your defense. He's your salvation. He's the one who saves you. Okay. Even if you fall in the rut, he's your salvation. Even if you are at the top of the mountain, prospering like there's no tomorrow, he's still your salvation. You are not your own salvation and you are certainly not the one in charge. It is still God who can tear down that mountain and it is still God who can lift up the ground to get you out of the ditch. Following and trusting the Lord means being faithful to him. He says, trust in me. Well, I tell you, have, have, be faithful to me. So the way that you show God that you trust him is by, by being faithful, by following him faithfully in what he says. I found this on a blog online. It says, if we think we trust him, but then don't trust him enough to obey him, then we don't really trust him, do we? Obeying God is proof that we trust him. That means if God tells you, go forward, step, step forward, step away, turn left here, turn right there. Oh, this isn't for you. I know it looks like it's for you, but this isn't for you. Or he says, run, run towards it, no matter how you feel. Or he says, slow down, take your time and do not rush this decision. Do not rush this, this thing. That is God testing our faith. And most importantly, that is God testing our trust. Obeying him proves that we trust him. And it makes me so sad because sometimes I think, oh Lord, I'm, I, I sit there and talk about it and blab on all day long. Oh Lord, how much I trust you. But then these things come and I don't know if anyone can relate, but th these things come and changes come in life that you don't expect. And you sit there and, and these fears come as well which do not help and you start wondering where where is that trust I kept talking about you know and God himself comes to me in, in the Holy Spirit and just tells me hey you said you trust God what are you doing trusting him means being unafraid of the future again Matthew 10 Matthew 10 is, is kind of my focus but Matthew 10 says he who endures to the end will be saved he's talking about persecution but and that this applies to, to that very much also obviously but if we endure to the end we will receive our salvation we will receive our reward um, yes some some rewards do come on earth 
and God rewards us, you know, for various seasons or whatever, because he's, he's wonderful and generous. But our eternal reward is what we will definitely receive when we stay faithful in him and when we endure to the end. And verse 16 says, therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. That has always been a verse that I always go back to because I tend to I tend to always try so hard to remain harmless, to remain pure, to just remain virtuous. But the thing is, when you're only virtuous, it's great because you have great morals, you do this, you turn the other cheek, you love, you forgive, great, phenomenal. But, you know, it says, yes, be as innocent and harmless as doves, but you also have to be as wise as serpents. We need to be wise, wise as serpents. That means we also need, you know, the idea that serpents is they plan ahead. They know where to go. They know what to say, what to say, what to, they, they know what to say as well. One of them did in the, in the Garden of Eden, let's be honest. But, you know, we have to, they, they, they kind of slither through. They're quiet. They're ferocious. It's wisdom, you know. I, I know it sounds odd to, to say a, a snake has wisdom, but that is that is exactly what we need. We need to avoid. We need to turn to make sure, hey, 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 be careful. I'm going to slither through here. I'm going to stay in this and I'm going to be virtuous. But um, I know where I'm going. Like, you know, just this, this perseverance. And that's why this blog is called Bold and Virtuous. Not just virtuous, you know, because virtue is, yes, the fundamental a thing that we are based on and our identity is set in. But boldness is what helps us to make sure that that virtue does not get trampled on by people because we live in a broken world and people do not respect virtue like they used to. And even back then, they still didn't respect it, let's be honest. God is the one who we trust in. And when we trust in him, we remain virtuous, we act boldly, and we trust in him. That means that we know if, if we are bold and virtuous, that means that we are according to the word of God. And according to the word of God means means trusting God and obeying him. Psalm 56, 4, for example, in God whose word I, I praise, in God I trust and I'm not afraid. What can mere people do to me? What can mere mortals do to me? I always loved this verse. It just basically says, remember, if I put my trust in God, if I have him, the almighty one of the universe by my side, holding my hand, leading me forward, what, what kind of thing do I have to fear in the world? What can mere mortals do to me? So I really pray that this has encouraged you today. I hope that you are able to take this forward into the new year and just feel so encouraged and blessed and just be totally immersed in God's love that you can see why trusting God is so important. Do not be afraid and do not fear. Let, let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you because you are our salvation. You are our refuge, God. Thank you because you are a God who we can trust. You are the strength of our salvation. You are our defense, Lord. We are not afraid. And I just speak that and I include every person listening to this right now, including myself, because I need help with this too. But in the name of Jesus, you are our salvation. We trust in you and we are not afraid. Thank you because you've become 
our salvation through Jesus Christ, through dying on the cross and rising again and giving us salvation. Thank you. I pray that you guard our life. You are the one that we need to be faithful to. So help us, Lord. Help us to remain faithful in you. Save us because when we trust in you, you are we are righteous and you always take care of the righteous, Father. Have mercy on us and help us to keep calling out to you every single day, to keep trusting that you know far more than we do. Your understanding is way greater than ours. Your ways are higher than our own and we cannot see that far ahead. And I don't know what this year will, will bring, Jesus, but by the power of your grace and mercy, help us to be to run from fear and to be totally immersed in your grace and your peace lord let us walk with the shoes of peace on hand on our feet and run forward with no fear or worry in the name of jesus amen thank you so much guys for listening i really hope that you enjoyed that i hope that you feel as strengthened and encouraged by the word of god as i do today i really needed this honestly this conversation with you is helping me to lift my own self up so i really pray that this continues over this new year happy new year again may the lord bless 2024 and make it into the, the amazing victorious strong and purpose-filled year that he calls it to be I love you guys. I'm sending you lots and lots of blessings and grace. And I will see you in the next episode. Make sure to stay bold and virtuous in Christ now and always. Bye-bye.